Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast. You may have noticed yet again that we are not inside a studio. No, we are outdoors with not one, not two, but three trucks. Yes, this is ultra special. We're trying to answer this question today. Which pickup truck is best for you? Because this is a very common question that you sent to us. That's right. And to add to that, we're also calling this little subtext General Motors Overload. <laughs> you may have noticed all three trucks behind us are from General Motors. Yes. And if you're listening to us, thank you very much, of course. Uh, you can also check us out uh, in video form, right? Yeah. On YouTube, TFL Talk, or alltfl.com. And I also want to thank our Patreon supporters. Mm hmm patreon.com slash tflcar. Uh, we love your support. We have, um, actually, let me let me read who supported us very recently. Now, while Andre's doing that, just want you guys to know we are experimenting with this, but this is not going to be every single time we do a podcast. We'll still be using the studios. Um, but, you know, if you guys show support for this, we'll try to do more of these. So within the last four days, John Williams and Seven Inc. supported us in a big way on Patreon.com. Oh, thank you. So, so thank you guys uh, for that. And we also have a couple of questions related to General Motors from Patreon, from you guys, um, that we can answer as we move along. Okay. But let's introduce the trucks. All right, fire away. Let's introduce them. So uh, because we're trying to figure out which pickup truck is best for you, we have a mid-size truck. We have the brand new Chevy Colorado. Um, we're not going to focus too much on that truck because uh, previous episode was really focused on an all-new Colorado, but it's here so we can have context, right? That's correct. But what are you standing next to? Oh, I love it. It's the Bison. This is the Chevrolet Silverado 1500 ZR2 Bison. That's a long name, my friend. It is, but I think I got it all right, and that's with the 6.2 liter V8 and enough armor on this thing to have it serve in the military. On top of all that, this is one of the most capable off-road half-ton trucks that General Motors builds. And is that is, is there a reason why you're hugging the engine bay? I just, Do, I mean, there's so much about this truck I love. There are a few things that I dislike, and we're going to talk about that. Okay. But, and this is, by the way, uh, our first hands-on on the new Bison Silverado. Yes. Yes, it is. It, it truly is. And then... Um, we, we did a world debut of this heavy-duty truck, Yeah. Uh, but this is our first drive of this as well. This is the brand new 2024 GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate. Of course, Denali has been around for, what, two decades plus? Yeah, but Ultimate is sort of like the extra cherry on top. Right? Yes, it's something recent that they've been doing uh, with a couple of Ultimate packages, but now it's its own trim level. Right, right. And this one does have the big Duramax in it, right? Yeah, big diesel. So we really have three distinct classifications, right? We have a mid-size truck. Right. We have a half-ton, half even though it's an off-road truck. Yeah. And we have a big diesel heavy-duty. I like the fact that you were calling it a half-ton. So I was thinking of Hasselhoff and stuff like that, that I know you love. Hasselhoff? Yeah. Hoff, well, don't have Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Half-ton. So Half. What's interesting here is that, uh, I mean, two of these are a little bit more off-road oriented. Yeah. Um, and General Motors is rumored to be on the cusp of some pretty major things with their heavy-duty trucks for off-roading. But um, for the most part, we are talking about, this is sort of the star, I think. The, the bison, or it should be, because I don't care about anything else. Well, so... Just we'll, let, yes. Yay! Yes, of course, of course it's the star. Ah. Um, it's in this dark, 
I'm not sure what they call it. We have a this sticker This is called non-video friendly blue. Well, it is blue, but it's ultra dark blue. Yeah. One of the things that automakers tend to do is they know we're a video company and when you have a vehicle that's in black or charcoal or dark, dark blue or something, doesn't show up that well on video. If this were white, you would really be able to see the differences of all the armor and everything else that were on there. But no, they decided to give us this. But we're, but not, com we're not complaining. I am complaining. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Just because I want you guys to be able to see what we're talking about. But nonetheless, we'll figure it out because we have a But what about cameraman. those folks who are listening to us, Nathan? Well, the folks, we have to be descriptive. <laughs> Which is exactly what I am. Yes, exactly. So let's get started with talking about what we're going to be doing in this video. So we have three different trucks. We will be driving all three different trucks in this podcast. And then we're going to be talking about the differences and which one might be right for you. Or me. Uh, or, or Which even, one might be right for me. You know, I think a yellow truck might be right up your alley right about now. <laughs> um, and then uh, we are going to talk about, while we're going over this, some of the Patreon questions that you guys have sent to us as well. Yes. Um, and this, the Bison, the ZR2 Silverado 1500, you know, a couple years ago, it was really easy to say Bison mm -hmm. because there was only one. It was the Colorado Bison. Yep. But now there's three of them because they also introduced, like you said, the heavy duty Bison. That's correct. But this is really in the half ton segment. This is General Motors answer, at least for now. They wouldn't say it's an answer, but in my mind it is, to the Raptor and the TRX, to, right? Yeah. Because this does, well, it does not have a supercharged engine. No. Um, it does not have a wide body. No, it, it doesn't have that type of uh, desert running suspension. No, but it does have special suspension, special shocks, armor, and a V8. Yeah, but I wanted you guys to notice something with me here, because I really do like this truck an awful lot, but there's a visual that I want you from this perspective, for those of you who are watching. Yeah. Don't these tires look kind of anemic? All right, well, let's take a look. Yeah, and let's talk about what they are. So for those of you who are listening, you'll understand what our, my issue is. Now, these, it's, it's a good tire. Don't get me wrong. It's just the size I have an issue with because it's basically the same size as the one on your midsize truck. Yeah, well, first of all, it's rolling on this AEV, American Expedition Vehicle style wheel, which kind of looks like an old rotary phone dial, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Do you like this? No. I, if if, what, what? if you're going this far for off-road capability, you need Steelys. Okay. Well, uh, well, but this is also the expensive premium truck. But I don't I don't care. I just, I, I just know what off-road capability is, and I know Steelys work better for me. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. No, no, it's fair. Okay. Also, uh, this one not, is not does not have a beadlock capable function. Bingo. Even though you could add that separately sure. or spec it out but this is a 33 inch tall tire exactly. and it is a little bit smallish because this is a large truck right it's a goodyear wrangler territory mt it's a 275 70 r18 um so it's basically a 33 and general motors i mean they're making some progress in the tire game yeah yeah well this was the uh durawall technology well it's a strong sidewall which it really should be because one of the points of having, you know, a decent sidewall is you can air down and not worry about things getting completely hacked to pieces. That's really nice. The tire itself is quite good. I've, I've dealt with tires like this before, and it's a similar tire to the one that you have on your midsize truck. But this yeah. one's a, a little bit heavier duty, and it's built for, I believe it can... And also and, a little bit larger. Yeah, exactly. Course. But just a little bit larger. And that's the thing. It's just a little bit larger. Now, it needs to be about, I don't know, a foot wide and... Probably... 35 at least. Oh, 37. 
Yeah. So they just recently introduced uh, the next generation Colorado ZR2 Bison prototype. Right. Right. And that's rolling on 35s, basically. Right. So, see, they're making progress, but they're kind of slow in their progress to larger tire. Because, of course, it takes a big deal of engineering, certification. I'm just kind of making excuses now. No, you are, but you're also, you're, you're being fair, and that is the truth. And remember all the engineering that had to go into the Ford Raptor when they went to 37s? It wasn't just simply putting on larger tires and a lift and you're done. Yeah. They completely re-engineered the rear of that truck and all the other stuff that went along with it, even where you put the rear tire. Yes. And people don't get that, and they're just like, well, why don't you just put on a bigger tire? I, I mean, believe me, I get that part. But the other side of it is the public wants stance. And this doesn't have it. Presence. Yes. Presence. Needs to be wider. Yeah. So, uh, of course, the ZR2, we actually owned the ZR2 last year, 2022. It was a great truck. Um, and it has a slightly smaller tire. Mm -hmm. It did not have the beefy bumpers that we mentioned. Right. But there's a thing about that, isn't there? Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Well, you want to go there now? Might as well. Okay. All right. So, guys, for those of you who are not watching, the AEV bumper is Fabulous. It's stamped steel. It is. It has presence. It also has capability. You can put a winch in here. You could do a whole bunch of stuff with it. But when you get it, you have this little cool foot area here where you can actually step on the bumper, have a place for your foot, which is great if you're tying something down or removing a branch from above or whatever. And Andre has a lot of experiences with uh, branches falling on vehicles that are, yes. that are from GM. Uh -huh. um, so this section here despite the fact that it's really cool, well, if you get the regular ZR2, you don't have this section. As a matter of fact, there's nothing really here. You mean there's a cutout exactly. here? Exactly. There's yes. a cutout, which means that you have easier access for your tire to mount a larger boulder without causing any damage to your bumper. So in essence, it's a better approach angle, at least for your tire, which is good for off-roading. And I think that when the ZR2 originally came out and they came out with that bumper, I was going crazy for it. And Jeep kind of did their own version of it. And other mm -hmm. people have sort of done the same thing because it's a smart design. And what AEV did is they said, nah, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to give you a bulkier bumper and we're going to cover up that. So while you gain some utility with it and probably, you know, obviously a winch and a few other things, yeah. you lose, or a winch spot, I should say, Yeah. Uh, you lose the ability to mount those boulders like you were before. You know what I mean? That's fair. But... But this is super heavy duty, and yes. when, when you approach a rock with this bumper, the rock just cowers down. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. Yeah, just, I've seen rocks cower before things yeah. like this. Yes. Yeah, nice try there. I'm going to lay down okay. on this gravel. Um, um, I'm so glad you're wearing a t-shirt too, which really helps all those little rocks from pushing through your and, body. And, but Nathan, there's a reason why I'm laying down. I don't want to know. Um, oh, you mean, okay, you had a reason, reason. Strong skid plates. Yeah, so now is, is that boron? Uh, I, I believe so. so <laughs> I love saying that. So boron steel, what is it? It's hot stamped alloy of steel. It's lightweight, makes... but at the same time, very strong. Yeah, it's about three millimeters thick. And there's a couple of kind of openings here for airflow, um, etc. that you can see the thickness of it. Uh, but also there's many skid plates. There's one in the front area. There's another one for the engine and transmission. There's another one for the transfer case. And there's another one for the fuel tank. And there's a fifth one for the rear differential. So you could bounce off rocks all day long with this truck. Yeah, and it's also there's sliders on this thing. Oh yeah, rock sliders. Yeah, um, they're, they're kind of an unusual design, but it looks like it would be effective. Yeah, so 
I think I asked uh -huh. the engineer if this is weight bearing and they don't have a specific rating for this. But um, I, uh, when I was driving this uh -huh. on its launch, because uh, they have these on multiple trucks. Right. So I had it on my 84X I was driving and I did put the truck side on this and it was fine. It did not bend. Yeah, I've been told by other people uh, because of the way it mounts and it is basically to the frame uh, and there's four cleats that it can handle a, t a lot of weights. So, yeah. and the way it runs, if you look at the, it's the distance of how far it goes, once you're off that rock, then your tire is on the rock. Yeah, so I think it's a very functional design. And yeah, that's, that's why, exactly, yeah. That's why AEV is, you know, is so well regarded. It's because yeah. they built functional protection for your vehicle. Functional protection, that looks really good too. I mean, yeah. like, you know, their aesthetics are quite good. Uh, they, it just looks like something that you would actually buy from the manufacturer, which is something that, and look, they're not paying me a dime to say this stuff either. Well, they should. Uh, damn straight no. they should. <laughs> Nobody pays me. But back here, there's another example of the AEV bumper. Now, this once again, you're getting something, but you're losing something. So what you're getting, among other things, are just really, I mean, this this is beefy, beefy, these rings in the back. It's like cast iron. I mean, yeah. I think my grandma used to cook on iron like this. Yeah, it, it's just really, really heavy duty. It looks really good, but you're losing, if you look over here, for those of you who cannot see, I'm pointing at the, the corner of the bumper because normally you have a step and that step is now gone. You're no longer able to put your foot there, which means you lose a little bit of utility. Well, but, but look, 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 look. Yeah, I agree. But look, this tailgate is fancy. Okay. I, I, yeah, it's a shame you don't have that on your truck. Oh, too soon? Too soon. Sorry. <laughs> so you lose the sidestep. Multi-pro, you, right? You still, yeah, multi-flex. Multi-flex, okay, whatever um, it is. Multiple flexes. Uh, this has an optional tonneau cover, so this is about twelve hundred and fifty bucks, which is quite expensive. But it, it's, it's aluminum, a yeah. solid, so it's it's got good protection. Yeah, for... I think it's weight bearing, but I don't remember what the. Uh, it's got to be at least four hundred pounds, right? Well, do you want me to lay down on it? No. Did oh, we... I'm sorry. Okay, here. Oh, and you got really it. don't want me laying down on it. There we go. Okay, so it folds all the way out of the way. Almost so, all the way out of the way. So I want to take this opportunity uh, before we kind of move on to other vehicles mm -hmm. to talk about the bed size, yeah. right? Because that's a big uh, determining factor when you're choosing a pickup truck. That is correct. And General Motors is actually really good at this because they're giving you, you know, in a crew cap configuration, as much length as possible. This is not quite a six footer. Mm -hmm. um, traditionally, when you talk about F-150, right, short bed, Ram short bed, you talk about five and a half feet, right? That's correct. This is a few inches more than that. So it's like five feet, nine to 10 inches. Okay. So they're giving you four to five extra inches, which makes it more usable. And then the bed sides are kind of recessed. They're recessed in, so you got more volume, which I love. I do too. Is, is this a spray-in or is this composite? This is spray and bed liner. General Motors has been doing rolled steel bed floors for mm. years. Yeah. They're still not going to composites. They're not going to aluminum. They're sticking with steel. Okay. So on the inside of the bed, just real quickly for, once again, those of you who are not able to see what we're talking about, there is a giant ZR2 stamping at the bulkhead, um, which is great. It's good to know where your money's gone. Uh, there are three, six, so I would say there's 12 
at yeah. least tie downs that yeah. I'm looking at. Um, and Plus additional places to install tie downs. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yep. Yeah. Um, and oh, look, there's a light on your side, bed oh, light. There's more. There's, there's two lights. There's one on your side too. And there's this, which is a 120 volt outlet in the bed. Which is cool. It's cool. But, but it's not a Ford F-150 hybrid level. No, no, that, that is still pretty much the benchmark until someone else starts building hybrids pretty much because it's the only way you can really power that really. So I would say if you have a family of four, right? It's you, your spouse and a couple of kids and you're going on a weekend, uh, vacation trip, camping trip, boating trip. Uh, this is the truck I would really pick. Uh, for a longer excursion because you can put all your gear in, in this easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this one has a 6.2. Yes. Um, is it a 411 back? What? Rear end. And this, um, you know? it's, it's a 342, 342 I believe. 342, okay. Uh, so, ratio. So what it, what's its towing then? Um, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Actually, um, we should do like a comparison, right? Well, I'm specifically asking about this truck and its current setup because you were talking about family taking off for the weekend. Um, so this one is, uh, there's a label I can show you in a second, mm -hmm. um, 8,800 pounds, okay. 8,800. Okay, not terrible, but it's also definitely not best in class. No, uh, yeah, and I was going to mention this because when you're buying a half ton like this from GM or others, usually you can get a maximum towing package, right? right? This one doesn't have that because it's enough for a truck. Exactly. Um, and if you get maximum towing package, uh, depending on your configuration, you could tow up to 13,000. Exactly. So a, a medium weight trailer behind this, and then you could take maybe a motorcycle in the bed of this going sideways. Then you take your family off-road, and then yeah. when, the, when your kid falls, breaks his arm on his motorcycle, what? you can actually go out in this truck and fetch him and the bike, throw them both in here, hook up your 7,000-pound trailer, and go to the emergency hospital. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Well, that's kind of a dark scenario. It you is, just... but it's also a common one. So the point is, is that this truck, like some of the other hardcore off-road capable pickup trucks, can actually get to a lot of places that are remarkably difficult to get to. And because of all the armor that's on here, it can actually do it somewhat safely for the truck. You're not gonna tear open your gas tank. You're not gonna tear up you know, your front end going over something horrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think if towing is a, is a little bit more important to you, if you're towing slightly larger trailers, um, obviously a half-ton truck should be on your list. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's quickly mention what the mid-sized truck tows. Yes, well. I know this because I got yelled at by one of our viewers. Oh, really? Your truck is one of the best in class with a 7,700 pound towing capability. Yes. And Why did you get yelled at? Because I forgot to say in the same breath what 19 other trucks, including the Nissan Frontier, can tow, which, by the way, is a lot less. Yes. So let's review. Um, yes, this is kind of the leader in midsize towing right now because 7,700 pounds. The other, the other step down is the Gladiator V6, technically on paper, 7,650. And <laughs> Which then I really wouldn't do. Uh, yeah, we have videos about that. Yeah. And then there is a Ranger mm -hmm. at 7,500. And then the Tacoma and Frontier are at about 6,500 pounds each. 
and then the ridge line. Five thousand. Yeah. So um, really, this is it right now. Yeah. This is the leader as far as numbers. Uh, I haven't done an Ike yet, uh, world's toughest towing test with this truck, but here's the deal. And we've said this before, I think, as soon as you get close to those limits, be it 7,700 pounds here, 8,800 pounds there, or whatever it may be, the truck starts to behave differently, mm -hmm. right? You're compressing the springs all the way down. There could be a little bit more lateral give, right? Yep. So that's why, you know, when you're picking a truck, don't just say, oh, my trailer weighs 7,500 pounds, so this must be awesome for me. Yeah, because it's 77. I got 200 pounds to spare. Yeah. No, you're very close to your limit. <laughs> right. And you have to remember payload, too. Payload, payload, payload. It's one thing a TFL truck has been pushing for years is that you may be able to get there in terms of towing capability, but you may not match what your payload's capable of with your trailer, and the tongue weight really does matter in that case. But I, uh, something else. Yes. You said the R word. What did I say? You said Ranger. Yes. Oh, and we have a question on Patreon. We have a question from Patreon. Okay, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I wasn't picking up. Did you up. like my segue, though? Yeah. That was pretty I, awesome. I, I loved it. I mean, that was, I mean, come on. Yeah, send the Emmy to me. By the way, um, I, I want to say this. I, it's not a political thing. Um, there is a writer strike happening right now uh -huh. in California. Well, primarily in California, throughout the United States. And I stand with you guys. Party on. Good luck. Okay, let's continue. Okay, so Don Megahan uh, has a question. I must have missed it, Don said. Did you sell the Ford Ranger you have? Yeah. And I would love to see a 0-60 to 60 comparison of the Ranger versus Andres Colorado before and after the eventual tune. Don, I think you're reading our minds. How yeah, does yeah, he do yeah. that? I'm impressed, Don. Well done. Okay, so the answer is yes. TFL has sold our Ford Ranger. Yep. Am I happy about it? No. 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 But I, I didn't, I don't, I'm not the CEO of TFL Studios. Yeah, we're not going to go into the weeds on that one, but we are going to say that in the very near future, there is a, well, fairly new Ford Ranger coming out, and we are going to be covering it from top to bottom, side to side, and inside out. And that vehicle will be going up against this one in the future, so keep that in mind. Yes, and also, thank you for mentioning the power, right? So the new Colorado is now equipped with a four-cylinder inline-four, turbocharged engine. Um, I, I purchased the minimum output, which is 310 horsepower and 390 pound-feet of torque. And General Motors does provide a factory tune, mm -hmm. so you can step up to the high output torque number. Which, uh, guess what he's going to be doing? Yes, but I don't want to do it now and surprise you guys. What I do want to do is I want to do an MPG loop with you. Mm -hmm. I want to do the eye gauntlet before I tune it. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And do then everything it. and then tune it yes. and then get cruise control. Oh, yes. Um, that's a long story. Uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that. No, no, sorry. I just had to throw that. I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be on you about but, that. By the way, uh, this is the value player. We'll talk about pricing at near the end of this podcast. But, of course, if you're mindful with, uh, you know, dollars, mm -hmm. um, this is why I bought the Colorado. Because <laughs> I couldn't afford the bison. I mean, I really wanted the Silverado bison. Yeah, I, I, but, I but, know but, you but, did. But, but I, I, I couldn't. But afford. even the, the Chevy Colorado with the ZR2 package and a bison package, it's, it's still remarkably expensive. Yeah, so the ZR2 Colorado starts at $48,000, yeah. and it quickly escalates if you had options. You'll be well into the 50s. Um, so you'll be in the 50 uh, right. plus. But there is something interesting, before we move on, that I wanted to bring up, and that is... You may have noticed, for some of you who are really keeping track, um, 
mid-sized trucks are beginning to really catch up to what the old full-size trucks used to be able to do. 7,000 pounds plus is a decent towing number for a full-size truck in some cases back in the day. And now we're at a point where these things are all going to be competing at that level. This is the new benchmark, and I have a feeling Ford's going to come and answer right back. And, and then, maybe even the next Tacoma could answer. Exactly, the yes. next Tacoma. That's yeah. another vehicle that you're going to be seeing a lot of very, very soon. Yes, so a lot of excitement in the midsize segment. Indeed. So how about with Segway? Okay. So we talked about a little bit about, uh, by the way, this bed is a five to five foot two inches in the Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, generally, the short bed midsize is about five feet. Once again, General Motors gives you a little bit extra. Yeah, but there's a caveat. This what? is the only bed. There are no yes. other beds that you yes. can get with They're the not Colorado. offering a longer bed with the Colorado anymore. Nor are they offering any other cab configurations. Right. So if you want a shorter cab, if you want a longer bed, you must, in General Motors land, mm -hmm. you must step up to the bigger truck. That is correct. Uh, which is a Silverado. Okay. But how about this? Yeah. Uh, after driving the Bison, which I want to, you know, we need to look at some of the interior. Yeah. I, I want to talk about the heavy duty. All right, great. So why don't we take this for a ride? Okay. Talk about the interior, come back, and then we'll move on to the big guy. Yes. My friend, mm -hmm. so we're in the Silverado 1500 ZR2, and usually I would be driving because I like hogging trucks. Yeah. But I would like your opinion on all three of these. Wait, wait, before you leave, look at the odometer on the left. Yeah. What, what, what does it say? It says 666. And I listen to a lot of heavy metal, so you're equating that with me listening to heavy metal. Yeah, because, because I'm looking at Ozzy's Boneyard. Okay, I, I, thank you for having the connecting those two things out okay, there. Okay. That's great. Um, okay, but now everybody's me writing, Nathan's satanic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, a couple things about this truck right off the bat. Yeah. And regardless of what I decide you know, to choose at the end, I will say this. The suspension setup on this is one of the best in any full-size off-road truck I've driven, period. In terms of what it can do on this type of surface, which normally we'd be chattering a little bit. Yeah, this is a washboard on the left here. Yeah, and no matter what I'm doing on this surface, it absolutely is absorbed by the spool valve DSSV shocks. By Multimatic. Multimatic. Yes. One of the, I, seriously, I, 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 I buy into their, I'm drinking their Kool-Aid. I totally so, am. versus, of course, Fox on the Raptor mm, yep. versus Bill Stein on the Ram. Which are all great. And, yeah. but, and those are also adjustable. Yes. This isn't. No. No. This is set it and forget it. That, that's exactly it. And I like that. I like that because even though it's cool to control that stuff, the fact is, is that on and off-road, this system is dynamite. Well, I happen to agree with you. Also, what I really love about the ZR2 is these two buttons in the center. Is that a locker? Those are rear locker and also front and rear locker. Yeah, that's what I'm talking so, about. So it's got both. Yeah. Now, are they instant or do we have to go back and forth 19 different times to get them to kick in? No. You know what? I've had a lot of experiences now in the Colorado ZR2 mm -hmm. and some of the other ZR2 off-road trucks. And... Uh, for low engagement, it's kind of quick and, uh, and effective. Right. Uh, lockers are also fairly quick and effective. This does not have a disconnecting sway bar because Jeep is really famous and Ram Power Wagon yeah. have those features. Yes, they do. Um, this has an independent front suspension, of course, uh, and GM's been doing this for ages. Yeah. Um, so a little bit different animal, but I really love that they provided a front locking differential. 
Are you going to open it up a little? That's exactly what I want to do. 6.2 liter V8. We know for a fact that it's pretty powerful, but sounds good. Moves nice. It's not as dramatic as a EcoBoost V6, honestly, but yeah. that's also at high elevation, which definitely saps some of the power. Here was I would do, and I wanted to do it on the ZR2 we owned last year. Yeah. And this I want to do it to this truck, even okay. though it belongs to General Motors. Okay. I want to put their performance exhaust system on this. Yes. Because it just wakes it up. It sounds more on par with like with the TRXs and the Raptor R. Now, from what I understand, it doesn't really increase performance. However, some people say that when you put those exhausts on there and they're a little bit more free breathing, then the reaction from the uh, accelerator is a little bit quicker. Yeah, and when you combine it with General Motors uh, intake system, mm -hmm. um, actually they do have sometimes a rating increase to about 434 horsepower or about, you know, they give you about well, what's the 12, standard rating on this? 420 horses and 460 pound-feet of torque. Okay. So, but, like I'm saying, part of the equation of a special off-road truck is more power. Not that you need it, but you, it's bragging rights, right? Mm-hmm. You need that. Quick question. Yes. Can you get this package with the diesel? Next year. Next year. 2024, they announced the three-liter diesel is coming to the ZR2, but not right now. Okay, so that's a more efficient powertrain that puts out the same amount of torque as this one, basically. Yes. Uh, really, the only downfall of the diesel is the fact that diesel is so bloody expensive right now. But you get better range, better efficiency. And uh, all day long. I all think, day long. I think Bison diesel would be the key that's because that exactly. engine is not doesn't cost anything extra, really. Yeah. Uh, but you're getting that extra range because right now your range is labeled at 256 miles. Yeah, that's no bueno. That's not a really good range for overlanding. No, see, and that's the problem. So now I think what we need to do is hop into a big fat diesel and figure out what that can do. And look at that range? Yeah. Okay. Whammo, Nathan. This is the heavy duty truck. I've, I've been wanting to drive this puppy for a long time. I have mixed feelings. What? I, I like their design. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, the uh, Denali is a fantastic package, but ultimate to me, just sounds like, hey, we found a new way for you to spend even more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, by the way, before we go on to this truck, I wanted to mention one thing real quick. Yes. I know some of you guys are like, where's Ram? Where's Ford? Where's Toyota? Where's Jeep? And then maybe even where's Nissan for that one guy who's really interested. And Whoa. Well, okay. No, keep going. Uh, anyway, the point is, is that, and I'm kidding, of course. Um, this is what we have this week. And perhaps next week or the week after, we'll have something else. So remember, we are always evolving in terms of what's in our fleet. So keep that in mind. Yes. Okay, let's talk about the ultimately expensive Duramax-powered uh, truck. Because uh, this thing, really, it's good looking. Well, if Mr. Truck Kent was here, he would call it a sexy beast, I think. Um, that's his... Do, you, that's do his... you want me to try my impersonation of him? Sure, if you want to. <clears throat> I, I have to get the energy up. Oh my God, this thing is amazing. If you actually look at it, a GMC back in the day, this is actually something that was very different because they actually had it flipped over and GMC meant something very different back then. But now it actually is something else. Did you know that? Uh, yes, Mr. Truck. <sighs> That's as far as I can go. I have no more energy. Dude, but, but Mr. Truck that can do that good, for though. like half an hour. <laughs> you can keep going. We sorry, love you, Mr. Truck. Sorry. We, we, yeah. Is this functional? Yes. I'm pointing at the hood scoop, guys. Uh, yeah, it is. So I have an answer okay. to the question you brought up about Ultimate. Yes. So the Denali name, by the way, this grill is, uh, they call it Vader Chrome. 
So it's chrome, but it's dark. It's dark chrome. Do you think Disney's going to get sued by General Motors? Sorry, no, the other way around. Versa. Do you think General Motors are going to see? I did the vice versa thing. Uh, I love the name, I don't, Chrome. No, I don't want to talk about uh, legal problems. <laughs> it shows every single drop and so, every little speck I'm so of sorry. Dust. So I drove it last night. Yeah, but I mean... And I went through a bug field. I don't know what happened. This was... I mean, I've been cleaning and washing this truck. Well, I do. You went through a bug field and this oh. thing is vertical. No, but I already wiped it down door. for like 20 minutes. Okay. It's totally fine. So l let's talk about what we're looking at here. It is the ultimate addition, basically, of yeah. the Denali. But here's my answer to, mm. to the question you kind of posed. Please. Right. So Denali name really came out, what, 2001-ish? Oh, so it's been over two decades, yep. right? Um, and if Denali name didn't catch on, they would stop building it, right? Sure. But it did catch on. And I think a lot of um, you guys out and gals out there like the premium feel of the GMC Denali. Mm -hmm. So they're giving the customer more of what they love even though it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, so the way I look at it is this gets it one step closer to being basically a Cadillac. Yeah, if Cadillac built a heavy duty, this is probably close to yep. it. That's okay, that's a good way to put so, it. So, um, capability, mm -hmm. right? This is why you buy a heavy duty truck. Forget about the 1500 truck, forget about the Colorado truck. Right. If you want to go long distance, maybe with a big camping trailer, if you want to haul some heavy things, this is the only way to do it. I'm not going to disagree with you there. As a matter of fact, the bed of this truck is a telltale sign of what it can really do. Should we look? Yes. And talk about payload and towing capability because that's really why. Even though a mid-sized truck or a half-ton can get, you know, 10,000 pounds, sure. we mentioned, you want this for towing. Yeah, because suddenly 10,000 pounds is a doddle. It's not a big deal. You laugh at it. I love this. I love side step. Yes, uh, being able to get into the bed and do things using the side By step. the way, a lot of people also yelled at me for this. What? Well, because they said, Andre, you know, you talk about the side step and the bed of the GM truck. Yeah. By the way, Ford is now doing that same thing. <laughs> yeah, they the are. Duty. Which I think and is a they, great idea. And they're saying, but it's still too tall. Mm. But before the step was here, you know what we used to do? You used back, to step on the tire. Back in my day, <laughs> we used to go like this, which is higher. Yes. Right? So, but also, look, we have a powered step. So yeah. it's like a staircase. Um, you can go here, here, over, and then reach into the bed. I really do like having that, that step, and not the powered side step so much, but I like this. And you know what would be interesting is if they ever made one of these that would be able to drop down, like maybe powered or even hydraulic. Like a staircase to yeah. heaven. So yeah. for those people who are short, they would be able to step on it. Yes. Okay, let's to talk be continued, about that. That's the ultimate, ultimate edition. Yes. So once again, fancy tailgate, of course, is here. Oh. Good daughter. Oh, See, I did it. Once you figure out the, the sequence, then everything's great. Speaker system in the yeah. tailgate. Kicker. It's kicker. Um, so we've seen this before. It's US, um, USB kind of, you can hook up your device and play some music. But this is why we're looking back here, right? Yep. So one of the things that you buy, one of the reasons why you would buy a truck like this is to haul just about anything. So a fifth wheel is definitely something that you would pull with this, right? Mm -hmm. And also I was just watching a video by our friends in Canada, Truck King. Oh yeah, they're you know, buddies. Howard and Steve. Yeah. Steven and also Matt. Um, uh, Howard just completed his kind of large vacation trip. So he took his fifth wheel around the United States and then went back to his home in Ontario. Um, 
And he talked about bed length was important, mm -hmm. payload was important, stability, right? When you have a trailer, a fifth wheel camping trailer, that's 13 and a half feet tall, you need stability, you need a big truck. Right, so explain to some people, why is this located right over the axle? Yes, so this is also controversial. So in 2020, General Motors redesigned their heavy duties, right? Mm -hmm. So this is that generation of the truck. Um, obviously, this is equipped with a gooseneck. You can see in the, in the floor of the bed, there's a little opening that's now hidden by the fifth wheel hitch attachment that's installed here that will, can carry your gooseneck ball. So this will hold a gooseneck or a fifth wheel? Yes. So now we have it in this fifth wheel configuration because I'm really excited. I want to do a fifth wheel on the Ike for the first time ever because I haven't really done a fifth that's wheel That's why we've on the only Ike. been doing goosenecks. Yes. Yeah. yeah so right. I, I really want to do that. But General Motors did something controversial. So if you draw a line, actually, uh, if the camera can come over on the side. And explain what you're doing for those who are listening. Yes. So now the camera is kind of on the side of the truck looking over the bed. So if you draw a line of the axle, you see what I'm doing? Going across. From fender to fender, from right. bedside to bedside. Um, you see the center, the, the hitch is a little bit behind the center. That is correct. That was controversial. When Mr. Truck saw that, he almost lost, you know what? Yeah. Uh, because he said, why don't you center it over the axle? Because you could have a pendulum effect, right? Exactly. Uh, well, that's why we're testing trucks. Uh, so far, I've done a little bit of towing with this truck on the fifth wheel. It's been super stable. Uh, I've been fairly happy so far. Um, and the payload of this truck is about 3,000 pounds, even though it's an ultimate. Mm -hmm. A lot of capability. And the towing is around 18,000. Uh, but for this model, because it's a luxury model, it's closer to about 17,000 pounds. And that has to do with all the goodies on the interior, all the extra schmutz that it has, wheels, a whole bunch of other things that are yeah. all contributing factors. Yeah, by the way, also what I don't like, mm. so now I talked about what Kent didn't like. Now I'm gonna talk about what I don't like. Mm -hmm. um, even though this bed is amazing, it's six feet, 10 inches long. This puck system, so now I'm pointing to how the fifth wheel is mounted into the bed. Right. This position, this width of the fifth wheel is unique to GM. Mm. You couldn't dismount this and, and put, put it, in, it a in a Ram or a Ford. Right. Because those guys are using slightly wider mounting holes mm. for the puck system. I wonder if it's they're trying to be difficult and be proprietary or if they just uh, simply have a real good logical, you know, scientific reason to do that. And I don't have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. But you know how iPhone has one charging cable and uh, a Google phone has another charging cable? Yeah. And they never kind of talk to each other? Correct. I, I think there may be something there, uh, but I wish they would standardize on that. I, I would wish. agree with you. Yeah. So, so when you buy a new truck, you don't have to buy a new hitch. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, stay tuned. We're doing a night gauntlet very soon. But now we must drive this truck. That's right. So let's hide behind the wheel, drive this truck, and let's close this thing out. Ooh, look at this interior. Yeah, the leather is pretty impressive. What is that? Oh, um, you're pointing at the wood inlays and the dashboard yeah. on the top glove box. And this is actually the topographical map etched into this beautiful wood of the Denali Park and Mount McKinley. Okay. Which is the tallest mountain in North America. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, but, that's awesome. But before we set off in this wonderful new diesel, um, I, I just wanted to point out that just like with the 1500 trucks, this is a brand new interior layout. Yeah. 
it's a really nice interior, but I'm not going to be towing the line and saying this beautiful new diesel. Are you getting paid for saying that? No, but did Welcome you see what you just do? Did you notice what you just yes, did? Yes, I used a big fat lever to put this thing into a gear. It's a column shift. Yes. Man! Uh, do you like that or do you hate that? I, I, I prefer having a physical gear or lever that I can grab onto and shift and make things happen. Yes, you can read into that too. Go ahead. <laughs> Fine. I don't care. Okay. But this has Alcantara or some super nice microfiber headliner. I wood. really do like the details where they leather wrapped the uh, oh crap handles. I just turned on my massaging seat, by the way. Okay. So while you're driving. By the way, on this dirt stretch of road, it's okay. The, the yeah. ride is okay. Yeah, I, I would say that it's, I mean, for a stiff, and bear in mind, guys, that usually when you're driving one of these things, they tend to be a little stiff-legged, and the reason why is because they're built, suspension-wise, for a much heavier load in the back. Mm -hmm. But even without the load, this thing is driving very nice. Yeah, and once again, this is an independent front suspension, unlike Ram and Ford heavy-duty, super-duty trucks. Mm -hmm. um, this is independent. And I think they did it for comfort, and I think it shows. Well, they've said before that they wanted their trucks to outperform other trucks on the streets as well. And this, with this type of setup, I think it might make it a little bit easier to maneuver. It may not be the ultimate off-road, mm. uh, uh, you know, just asset, but I think a lot of people spend a lot of time on the on the paved roads. So that's where you need to be. Yeah, I'm not even going to, you know, try to discredit you for saying something unnecessary because you actually are right. Now, there are a couple things that I wanted to bring up, and that is... This interior is very similar to the half ton, yes. but it is bigger. And one of the places that I've noticed it's bigger is the cowl height. Ah. So I'm looking through this, the hood height and the cowl height of this thing is way up there. Really feels like you're submerged. Let me see. Uh, we may have cameras to help you because I know you're probably gonna say, Andre, my I can't see. No, my torso is taller than yours. No, but look, these cameras yeah. are on, and of course GM is really known for great for yeah, camera yeah. views um and look this stays on this will not cancel itself so even if i speed this thing up and go about 40 or 50 well let's see let's up? yeah let's All see right, let's find works. out now um a couple other things the mirror size is pretty good this is smaller than some of the other competitors but i like it i like the uh the positioning and everything oh this thing, oh, this thing hauls <laughs> holy cow so what you're feeling there is 470 horsepower rating yeah and 975 pound-feet of torque uh but i've been watching uh gail banks you uh, know his channel yes and he mentioned that um 975 pound-feet of torque in his dyno because he put this this one of these trucks on the dyno uh-huh you will never actually see in the real world i was a little disappointed but i think he's right yeah of course it's gail banks i mean he's king of dyno tuning and turbocharging yeah so um because that torque only comes in in first gear under heavy load but you're not in first gear you're probably in like fourth or fifth gear now <laughs> right right so it's it's what you're going to be pulling a tree stump out yeah yeah that's, that's so that's, then and i get that then 975 pound feet of torque is there so this thing drives like a dream it is quite good uh the heads-up display is enormous it's supposed to be 15 inches in, di in diagonal. Yeah, it's huge. Some other competitors do multicolor head-up displays, but this one I think is just fine. But then again, if you're wearing polarized glasses, which I am, mm -hmm. they fade quite a bit. But if you tilt your head to the right, everything comes back. <laughs> so I highly recommend driving like this with a bemused look on your face. You'll be fine. Yeah, just contemplating the ultimate nature of this Denali. Yeah, 
I By mean, the way, the camera is still there. Yes, it is still there, and the interior is nice. So I, I get what you're saying about the whole ultimate thing because I have seen the regular Denali. It doesn't quite have all of this lavish stuff in it. But once again, I just—it's hard for me to shy away from the prices of these things. It's too much. Which we'll mention at the end of this video. Yes. Yes. So how about we drive yours? Okay. Yeah, the mid-size. I'm excited. You haven't driven my truck yet. No, not uh, not really. Just a little tiny bit. Yeah. There's magpies by it. They're going to poop on your truck. Oh, you know what? Uh, magpies remind me of Russia. They, they live in Russia also. Okay, so they followed you here. <laughs> Andre, why did you buy this? Are you talking about the Trail Bus Colorado 2023? Yeah, in this outstanding nuclear yellow. Because um, I'm crazy. No, uh, there's a reason. So I've never owned a mid-size truck, believe it or not. Really? I've had a heavy duty in my life. Sure. I had a half ton in my life. Mm -hmm. I had a few SUVs in my life. Sure. But I've never owned a mid-sizer. You also met, forgot to mention an off-road van. Yes. Well, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you, you know, the, since I've known you, which has now been a while, I've never uh, seen you own so this something was, like this. Yeah, this was a little bit of a risky decision because I do have... Um, you know, a teenager and a son who's going to be a teenager soon. Mm -hmm. So we, I do have kind of a larger family. They're all family. tall. Everybody's tall. They're all family. tall people. Right. And so this was kind of a risk buying a smaller truck, but I really want. I was really curious about this engine, the, the turbocharged engine, and this form factor because the other reason to buy a mid-size truck, it's a little bit more. It's narrower. Yeah. Than a full size by about six inches, and it's also shorter. Yeah. It can go more places off-road. It's easier to store. It can go more places in the Walmart parking lot. Yes. So it's good. Yeah, I, well, you know I love small trucks. I, I always have. And I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Now, we already did a lot of videos featuring this truck. And, and there'll be more in the future. And the podcast. Including the previous podcast, yeah. which was very popular. You guys seemed to really like it. And we really do, went in deep with this truck and talked a lot about it. So we're just going to kind of pepper the surface with this. So let's go over the basics. Yeah. Uh, actually, let's do it inside. Let's drive it. All right. Okay. I wanted to point out something immediately yeah. with your truck. Yes. Okay. My leg is lifted up. Uh-huh. My tush is exactly level. My butt isn't going up or down. Just my head has to lower to get in. That is a very big plus, my friend. Well, because you, you don't have to like climb a ladder. Or fall into it. Okay. So already, good start. I have no idea how you drive. What? You're, you're way taller than me, and yet you're sitting up to the steering wheel well, with your legs I'm, in the air. Well, move back. It's a manual seat. It's not a powered seat. So you have to pull a lever and move back just but a But I hair. shouldn't have to because I'm shorter than no, you. No, no, but I, I'm practicing. You know, when we go to the lake, uh, my son is going to sit behind me and he's quite tall. Okay. So I'm practicing. I'm conditioning myself because it is kind of a, a little bit more compact um, interior. Okay. A couple things to point out immediately. Yeah. So digital display, is this standard? Uh, yes. Eight inch. Okay. Across the board? Yes. Okay. That's great. Yes. Is this standard? Yes, in fact, it's 11.3 inches diagonal center infotainment screen. It's also standard because this trail bus is actually very value-minded. Um, it's based on the work truck trim. Mm -hmm. So, right off the bat, obviously it doesn't drive as nice as either of the two big trucks. Really? Not on the dirt, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's not a ZR2. No, but it's a lot sportier, and I don't feel like I have to sit in the middle of the street to avoid the trash cans on both sides. It you is know. trash day, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But, you know, like, when you're driving in, a, like, a 
big truck and you just kind of have to hog the middle of the street this is much better and this guy's going to take forever to well, it's go okay forward. he's in a chevrolet it's okay before while we wait for him we're not waiting for him okay we're going to test out your turbo whoa right. dude <laughs> i like it i like fast little trucks a little bit of a blow off from the turbo a little bit of yeah it's like a little tuner truck um Oh, there's a little bit of schmutz here. What I wanted to say, I, I spoke to the interior designer uh -huh. of this truck. Um, he said a couple of interesting things to me. First of all, this was a clean sheet of paper design. Okay. Because they were given some freedom because we were they were redesigning the entire thing. Gotcha. And also, they said he said they made sure the dashboard was a little bit short. They didn't want to make it overly tall so for visibility and also for kind of a sporty appearance mm -hmm. and also these vents the side vents for the um, heating and cooling were inspired by camaro yeah and you'll also find that on the blazer yes uh which i noticed that has which i like it's one of the few things about the blazer i really like is the interior design but you know there is one thing i loved the previous colorado there were yep. a lot of things about it i really did like especially the ZR2. However, right off the bat, there was something about it which like, I didn't like driving it. You know why? Why? Because I was very uncomfortable in it. The seats were not great. The seats have improved vastly. And you've got the upgraded fake leather. Yes, which is, they call Evotex material. So it's not leather, it's not cloth, it's... Fake leather. Fake leather. Yeah. Or some people would call it vegan leather. Oh, for crying out loud. Okay, well, anyway, there's one more thing, though probably my biggest gripe with this entire interior setup everything else is great yeah it's missing a button for something in particular but i'm not uh -huh. going to go there and harp on that because you won't okay. want to hear it okay but i will say this this to well, me there, well there's a lot of plastics throughout that's fine but you don't rest your hands on that that's where you rest your elbow and it's super super hard and i wish they didn't do that because some of the competitors out there don't do that so I might go into the GMC dealership uh -huh. and peel off some Denali Canyon parts <laughs> right? and maybe put them on this. I, I would agree. And you can also put them down here because there's... By the knee. Yeah. Although it's, it's really not that bad. The, in terms of the ergonomics, well laid out. I love the fact that there's hard switches. There's toggles. That's great volume control I, I wish there was also you know a, yeah, yeah, for no. tuning but oh, you know this is still pretty good um, the steering wheel layout is actually quite good very simple um, and there's volume control buttons in the back yeah so it's actually for a basic truck I mean I do wish there would be more color in this interior yeah and of course I wish for many more things including you know these visors don't extend oh they don't do they no but on other Colorado's they do extend Oh, so you'll so, have to steal that so as well. A, there's a couple of, you know, just really cost savings things in this truck that I dislike. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've still got a, a very capable off-road truck that looks really good, I think, for what would be considered a pretty reasonable price. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Yep. All right, let's review and summarize. Okay. Right? So mid-sized truck like this, Chevy Colorado, brand new generation. Mm -hmm. Price ranges between about $30,000 for a two-wheel drive work truck, mm -hmm. all the way to potentially up to $60,000 for their brand new uh, ZR2 with a Desert Boss package. Gotcha. So that's your breadth of price. Mm -hmm. And we already talked about capability and driving impressions, and this is 2.7 liters. Yeah. So the, is that baby bear? Can we call that baby bear? That's baby bear. This is mama bear. Oh, okay. Mama bear is the 1500 Silverado ZR2 Bison. She's a bad mama. 
Mama Gemma. Yeah. Uh, 6.2 liters, like you said. Yeah, V8. So, yeah, 420 horsepower. You know what I wish? Hmm. I wish just for the Bison, they would bump the power a little. I agree with you, and that's a whole different conversation, yeah. especially because there's more weight on this thing. But um, we are talking about... By the way, that has an 8-speed auto, this has a 10-speed auto. Exactly. Okay. And, and they call it still 10-speed light-duty transmission mm -hmm. that General Motors several years ago co-developed with Ford, surprisingly mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, and they went very different directions after that. Uh, and yeah. the price range for this, of course, they overlap in a big way. So it goes from about, what, $35,000 for a very basic work truck, two-wheel mm -hmm. drive, all the way to this, <laughs> which is eighty. Five thousand dollars. Yeah. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so that's Mama. Yep. That's Mama. But where's Papa? Oh, this is this is Papa Bear. Indeed, it is. Uh, once again, a little bit taller, a little bit bigger, and a lot more capable. Burly. Uh, Six point six liters, of course, like mm -hmm. we discussed, um, and of course, brand new generation. Well, they're not calling it a brand new diesel, but they've updated a lot on yeah. this engine. Pricing, mm. so it starts in the like mid 40s mm -hmm. for a two-door basic work truck. Right. But how much is this? Well, I'm betting it's even more expensive than that Bison. $95,000. Once again, the ultimate is, is a, a way of saying, ultimate way of paying more money. No, it's ultimate truck that you could park in front of your house and be proud. Uh, when the neighbors, you know, come by and yeah, visit you. Neighbors from neighbors. That's just so much money. But I get it. I mean, the, the other part of this is that the competitors that are out there have equally priced vehicles. Yes. So y y we can scream and yell about the pricing, but the reality is it's competitive. And by the way, some of you may be complaining about these trucks are getting taller, they're getting more expensive, yeah, they're yeah. getting heavier. Well, um, one of my neighbors in my neighborhood has an 84 GMC Sierra 2500, right? which is already a quite capable vehicle, and he lifted it. So people are doing this all the time. Of course and, they are. And then, they, and, some, and then people start complaining, oh, the trucks are getting taller. Okay, money at no object. Which one would you buy? You know, my heart is with the heavy duty. I know it is. Yeah, I have to take this truck. Yeah, thank you. Otherwise, I was going to say you were wrong. Seriously. No, I'm not wrong. I'm no, right. No, this is this is for you. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna hug this. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, what uh, about you? Where's where's your money going? It would be this, but there's what? a problem. Something. Wait. If if this was if the I ZR2, gave you eighty five thousand. Yeah. If this was the ZR two, with all the goodies. Yeah. This would do it. Oh, uh, the Colorado. There are a couple things that I don't like, but for the most part, my problem with this isn't just the fact that, you know, maybe it needs a wider, cooler looking tire or any of that other stuff. I just don't need this front bumper, knowing the type of off-roading that I occasionally do. I'd rather have the ZR2 bumper. So suddenly that brings me back to this. And then I stand by the fact that mid-size trucks are better for off-roading than full-size trucks in general. They're a better size for it. They tend to have better mileage, which helps with a little bit of range, stuff like that. And now that they can actually tow quite a bit, this is it. Well, that's a shocker. I'm surprised because I thought you were going to hug that 6.2 liter. I love liter. this. I love it. I, but, I adore it. But this but, is where I would go. All right. Well, on, you know, I, I'm surprised. Okay. Yeah. So let us know what you think in the comments below. Thank you for, once again for joining us on this podcast. I know it's a little bit longish. Yeah. But for us, at least. <laughs>
uh, but I, I really enjoy this and we want to do more of this. So let us know if you like this. Absolutely. Guys, have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.